Three dorks, forged by geek culture at a young age, eventually grew up and started families of their own. Forever young at heart, they now navigate geek culture with children in tow. Whether it's dirty diapers, packing school lunches, or finding balance for it all, they are more than dads or dorks. They are both. This is Dads Are Dorks Podcast. Hey everybody and welcome to the Dads Are Dorks Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tyler MC, here with... Hi, uh, I'm Chris. I've been a dork all my life. I got three kids. They're six, four, and two. It's crazy. And I'm joined by... Mason, I have been a dad. Um, I feel like I've been training to be a dad for like 10 years before I was an actual dad, just because of my outfit, my dress, just like everything I did in life. But I have kids that are seven and three years old. And my daughter is about to turn one. And boy, oh boy, it, it, I have been a dad for a year, but it feels like much, much longer than that. And also like, <laughs> like no time has passed. Like it, time uh, doesn't mean anything anymore. Is lesson number one from the Dads or Dwarfs podcast. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> yeah, for real. For real, though. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, I was, it was funny because before we got going here, I was talking to Tyler and I, I, he was like, yeah, talking about your daughter and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, my two-year-old, wait, no, my three-and-a-half-year-old, <laughs> like, this is insane. Like, I, it felt like he was two yesterday, so. <laughs> yep. I, I keep telling my wife, like, hey, oh, don't forget, like, you know, this or that with the baby. And she's like, not a baby anymore. Yeah. Like no 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 no. I'm like until she takes that first step, she's a she'll be a toddler when she starts walking. She's I mean I have I have close. I've gone through the child rearing process now three times, right? A six year old, mm-hmm. a four year old, and now a two year old. Uh, the two year old's not a baby anymore. I mean he's he's running, he's almost talking entirely, um, but he's always gonna be the baby. We're gonna have mm-hmm. to get that like, kid a job, you know. Like seriously, getting but, to the... <laughs> but yeah, I mean time, inflation. like you said, time time might move, but he's always going to be the baby. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't matter how old he gets. I'm going to always look at his, and he's going to grow up to hate me. I'm just going to be like, Hey, take care of your baby brother. Take care of your baby brother. Cause he's going to be the baby forever. It's just the way it is. Sorry. Unless I have That's... more, which I don't think I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm probably not having any more. And so she will always be the baby. Um, and boy, I, I sure do have a lot of great embarrassing baby photos saved up for her wedding day. <laughs> I'm just going to have the best slideshow. Of her just like shoving, like just covered in like pumpkin mess from trying to feed herself. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's the best. Yeah, and that's the great thing about cell phones. We have so much ammunition for when they get older oh my and gosh. like oh, yeah. the teenage years and stuff. But for us, like our kind of demographic, we were before cell phones cameras were wind up and if you didn't develop them you didn't get the photos i don't know how it was for you guys but my my photos got completely pushed aside my brother my older brother he got all the pictures my album's like this big his album's like this yeah. big you know so, my, my like, sister I, my sister who is six years older than me has an album that is you know it's, it's six inches thick uh mine is like two and a half inches thick but we're also from the era of polaroid that is what was really big before we even had the disposable wind-up cameras it was the polaroid so right. um you know, you you caught it. You had one chance to catch it, and moments came and went. And you, sometimes you got it, sometimes you didn't. But now, you know, I can I can yell at my children to hold still, and I can take six hundred pictures in the span of fifteen seconds, and then later burst. on go yeah. through. Yeah, later go through and pick the best ones. Be like, oh, I got the one where your eye is almost all the way open. I'm going to use that one. We have um we have a daily picture 
uh, text message thread with our family because we live in a different state than both of our families. And we're also cognizant of the fact that like, hey, not everybody on Facebook wants to see every single picture that we have of our daughter. But like a lot of our family does. So we have like a voluntary thread. We can add people to if they want. Every day they get one picture of of the baby, um, <laughs> either in like, you know, her outfit of the day or like, you know, in her high chair, like just eating food, just like a cute little baby picture every day so that they, you know, even the family who only comes in for like holidays or like they don't completely miss her growing up. They get to see a little, little chunk of it every day. And uh, that's awesome. it's been working out pretty well for us. Yeah, that's cool. And just looking back on that thread too, I can imagine is just, you know, you, you just see her grow like every day, which is cool. That's awesome. Yep, so. Exactly. And you'll have that forever as long as the internet exists. <laughs> yep. Until, until the uh, robot apocalypse where the internet shuts down, our phones are just bricks we use to fight the robots with, you know. Yep. Maybe I should print some of these <laughs> just in case. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, good times. Well, that was uh... transitioning from robot apocalypse to <laughs> transitioning to uh, let's go over last week's question, because Chris ended uh, episode one with a question to start off this pod with, which was if you had to choose your kid or kids having their own unique geeky slash dorky hobby or sharing the same interests as you, which would you prefer and why? And Chris, you asked the question, so I think it's appropriate that you uh, hit us with your answer first. So, it, it, I mean, there's really only one right answer, right? I mean, the right answer should be they should grow up to have their own interests, and we should be fine with that. But at the same time, like, I'm a dork. I'm a geek. Like, I, I have things that I've been passionate about all my life. I would love to share that with my kids. I'm lucky in the sense I have three kids. I have pretty good odds that at least one of them is going to have the same uh, joy and interest of the stuff that I'm into. Um, at the same time, if they're not, that's totally fine. And I can already see that happening. My oldest is huge into Pokemon. I'm not. I, I was a Digimon guy. Sorry. Um, Pokemon's <laughs> not really my, my cup of tea. Um, but he loves it. And because he loves it, I'm making it a point to do my best to be involved with him with it. Because I know what it was like when my parents were involved with my nerdy, geeky stuff when I was a kid. Um so, I mean, if I had to choose, I would I would say, obviously, I want them to like whatever it is. It's going to mean something to them because the stuff that I'm into has an emotional attachment to me. It means something more than, oh, hey, I like this. It has a positive memory, a positive feeling, um, something I clung on to when I was sad or depressed that, that got me through hard times. Um, I want them to have that same type of attachment to whatever means the most to them. And if it's Pokemon cards, then it's Pokemon cards. If it's, you know... Uh, blaze in the monster machines which i hope not because that would mean that they're going through some tough times at age two but uh you know whatever it is it's going to get them through it i hope i want them to enjoy that and yeah i mean selfishly i hope that at some point i can share love of the things i really 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 love with my kids and if they choose to want to share that with me i'm all there for it but i mean the answer is whatever whatever is going to mean the most to them is what i want them to be into yeah i'll cross my fingers but that's what's most important to me is what's important to them I'm going to, if it's okay, just interject with a quick story. Um, when I was a kid, I was very into Pokemon. Um, I was, I liked Digimon too, but um, I remember when the first Pokemon movie came out in theaters, um, 
I was in school. My, I was called to the office. Uh, my dad said I had a doctor's appointment, took me out of school, uh, drove me to the theater to watch the first Pokemon movie as like just a complete nice. surprise. It was like hard to get tickets. Like we got like a free set of like cards with it. It was a blast. I loved it so much. And uh, I left the theater yeah. and my dad was just like, I hated every minute of that. Please never make me do this again. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, deal, thank you for today. <laughs> yeah. He was very honest. He's like, I don't get it. And uh, <laughs> but he still went out of his way. And you know, I think I think that level of honesty is good too, of like, hey, you know, maybe this isn't for me, but like I support you <laughs> loving this thing. Yeah. And that um yeah, that's not my answer, but just like hearing you talk about like Pokemon not getting it, I just got like fond memories. <laughs> Hey, you no, know, that's it's, great. it's if it means, like I said, if it means something to him, like uh, for 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 um, for gifts coming up, um, he wants um, like Pokemon bed sheets. It's like okay, that's that's an oh, interesting yeah. request. And most kids want video games or action figures, but he wants he wants Pokemon bed sheets. So obviously, I'm, I'm thinking like I'm trying to think like 40 chess here. So I'm like, okay, well, obviously he has an attachment to it more than just liking it because his friends like it. Like he actually does have attachment to it because he's enough that he thinks having it as bed sheets would be super cool and exciting so mm -hmm. that turns into a new question of how much do you want to feed into it versus where do you draw the line between is it a hobby or or or, or you know is, is it going to become a lifestyle that's a yeah. whole different that's a whole different question that will go down the, the other path but, yep. but yeah but in my head, I'm thinking the attachment thing. I'm thinking, okay, like, you know, I was huge in the Transformers as a kid. I had Transformer pajamas, a Transformer bed sheets, Transformer posters on my wall. Look behind me, uh, and I have a wall full of Transformer toys from both as a kid and now as an adult. So it, it obviously that meant a lot to me. It still means a lot to me. And I was very fortunate that the thing I love the most still exists to this day, almost 40 years later. Yeah, I want I want him to be able, I want all three of my kids to be able to have that with whatever it is that they, they end up loving. And selfishly yeah I, I hope one of them goes hey dad do you want to watch transformers i'll be like yes son absolutely yes. let's let's get what's it we're you're calling in sick for the week we're gonna we're gonna binge everything from start to finish don't tell your mom <laughs> right <laughs> all right yeah. mason what do you think well i i think obviously the right answer is yeah you want them to grow their own their own interest and i love that because i, I think you touched on this a little bit chris but they introduced me to things and while I did introduce my kids to Power Rangers, it it wasn't like, sit down and watch this with me. It's like, hey, this is cool. If you want to watch it, go for it and all that. And they've really developed their own love for it. And so that's really been great for me just because they love it so much. But like a lot of Dino Fury, I didn't see the like a few episodes in between the last half, but um, they watched every moment of that. And like my oldest has dissected it and all that kind of stuff. So like, you know, it, it's really awesome to see that. And that warms my heart is the fan forever, you know, for that with that show and all that. But my youngest, I I haven't been like a real huge fan of and not by not that I'm not a fan of it, but like the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Peter was my Spider-Man growing up. I that was the show. The 90s Spider-Man was the thing. But my son, my my youngest son has really taken to the Spider-Verse movie and Miles is his Spider-Man. So like that, that's his deal. And that, and that's just really cool for me to see him develop that. You know, when he was wanting a costume, he was like, I was like, do you want the Peter Spider-Man or the Miles? And he's like, I want the Miles, you know, that was his thing. And so 
seeing him develop that, even though I'm a fan of Spider-Man, I'm a fan of Miles. Now I'm a fan of Miles, but like he's really helped me get into that side of the story so much more because he grasped onto that. So I think I think from both angles, like you were saying, Chris is really cool because yeah, obviously it's fun to like watch what I love with them and what I've always loved with them. But like I miss the whole Ultimate Spider-Man era, that whole era of Spider-Man. So sitting down and watching that with them, watching even the newest one that they've put out because my kids are such a fan of that and stuff. That's kind of the one thing I can think of besides like PJ Masks that I have no interest in. They're huge fans of PJ Masks, but I have no interest in that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's cool to see them. And I definitely, even PJ Mask, I indulged the habit buying those figures, like all that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, now it's, they've moved on from that. It's all about Spidey and his amazing friends now. But, uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a heart tugging thing because you're like, oh, I want you to love everything I do. And for the most part, my kids do love everything that I love. So it's been really easy. in that fact, I like, I introduced my oldest to Digimon and Digimon was really big for me. I loved Pokemon too, but Digimon overshadowed Pokemon for me. So like I, uh, that was always kind of my thing. And then my, my oldest got into Digimon and he watched the whole series and loved the whole thing. And like, so, you know, those type of things are, are definitely fun, but you, I learn about new media that I can explore through them as well too. So that's, that's, that's really, really my kind of take on it. It's really, really fun for me. I think I learned the art of debate when I was a kid on the schoolyard talking about Pokemon versus Digimon. Who would win <laughs> right. in a fight? I like, I bought the coolest onesie off of Red Redbubble for my oldest when he was born. It was Digimon versus Pokemon, and oh it was like gosh. one half of the onesie was the Pokemon team, and the other half, and they were all just like going at each other, like oh, in, like the X Men anime <laughs> series opening where they're just yep. like, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So cool, so cool. Yeah, yeah that yeah. just thought of that. Ah, yeah. oh, that's so cool. I I sat with this question for like a good while, and like I discussed it with my wife and everything. And something about myself that I realized is that like one way that I show affection is I like to take something that I like and hand it to someone else and be like, "This gave me a whole lot of joy. Here you go. Does it spark joy in you too? Great. Or if it doesn't, okay, whatever. It's just my thing. I won't talk to you about it again." Um, and so with that in mind, I know that I am going to offer up these things to my daughter as she grows up. I'm going to offer up like, Hey, I enjoyed watching Power Rangers as a kid. Do you like it too? Let's watch it together for a bit. Like, Oh, Hey, I have these Legos. Let's build a Lego together. Do you also enjoy this? And if she does great, if she doesn't great, like I will get into whatever it is she's interested in and encourage it and if she has no interest in any of the stuff that i have any interest in that's fine because i will find what she's interested in and i will be just like as supportive as i possibly can and i'll probably get somewhat interested in it too you know like i remember um when i was um doing some online grad school i'd be studying in uh one room my wife would be watching uh, Grey's Anatomy in the other room, and I wouldn't be studying. I'd be listening to that show. I'd be like, "Oh, it's oh, a Grey's romancy Anatomy. doctor show." Yeah. Blah blah blah. And then like I got, I I listened to it too too much, and I realized there's backstory <laughs> and lore, and I'm like, "Oh nope, I'm I'm in now. I'm in." What what's that, Why, George? Why'd they kill off McDreamy? Come on, <laughs> what's George O'Malley talking about now? Okay, let's. I'm sitting down watching this. 
so i i i if something like a loved one is like really really interested in i am also going to try and get really really interested in possibly to an annoying degree you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean you I, overtake <laughs> the thing they love and just become like super fan of it yeah yeah and my wife is always like oh so i can't watch the show alone anymore can i and i'm like oh yeah sorry no i got hooked we're in this so. together yeah <laughs> but you know whatever she ends up doing if if she's really really into i don't know croquet i'll be in the croquet hey. crowd with a honey like big croquet is fun man don't, don't be... croquet is 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 where it's at croquet and badminton I yeah, whatever it is. Team like, sports that I mean, anybody I know can enjoy. Much about it, but I'll paint my face. I'll paint my face for a badminton competition. Let's do bocce it. ball. Let's go. Let's, we'll ready. do bocce ball, and we'll do um, cornhole. We'll do all those fun things. That'll be that'll be what I train my kids to be professional athletes in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's been cool watching my two boys because they, they're very similar in a lot of ways with that type of stuff, but they're also very different. So my mm -hmm. oldest is more of the, um, you know, video games, media, mm -hmm. comic books, all that kind of stuff. He's really into that. My youngest, like, in, I'm trying to, like, introduce, like, sports and football. I'm not pushing it on him. Just, like, this is what I love to do. This is what I do on Sundays. I, you know, I love watching sports. And so like, he's kind of gotten a little bit into it, but my youngest will sit down with me and be like, daddy, I'd love watching football with you, you know, like, and so he's yeah. like taking to it more, but also my oldest is more into, I guess, you know, whatever you call it these days, the boy ish Spider-Man, superhero, Superman, you know, Batman yeah. whole thing. But my youngest, he loves, while he loves sports and he does love Spider-Man and miles. He also loves things like the little mermaid. He loves um, this mm -hmm. this new Alice show that's on Disney. Disney. So he has like got his like softer side, and that, I think that's the cool about this day and age. The media that's just widely accepted by everybody. It used to be that that's a boy show and that's a girl show, and yeah. you got the boy toys and you got the girl toys at McDonald's, you know, and stuff. And now it's just kind of all blended together, and you know, mm -hmm. we're really just like, yeah, love whatever you want. That's cool. Like it, we don't have to be so macho just because you're boys, and you don't have to be in that kind of thing so that's been it's, really cool it's it's entertaining to just follow up on that because i have three kids and so they're all getting their own interests my two-year-old not so much yet he's still you know just sits down with that whatever looks cool and starts playing with it uh my six-year-old he's my oldest he's like i said he's into pokemon cards but he's also the i want to go outside and run around i want to go outside and play yeah. i want to i want to learn to play football i want to watch football let's play football what team are we cheering for you know and he's all into that he loves college football pro football he just loves football Baseball, eh, not so much, but football, he seems he wants to be running back, he said. Um, my middle child is my the one that tends to be a little more closer to me in terms of um, likes and dislikes. Like, you know, he'd, he'd rather uh, go upstairs and like today he just randomly went upstairs and pulled out all the Transformers he has and start playing Transformers on the floor just because um, I showed him an episode of Power Rangers because I was, you know, just I like to reintroduce things to them over time. You know, they don't have an interest in it. I wait six months and then I'll show another episode of something just to see where they're at. And he's like, Oh, I have that. Um, we watched an episode of power Rangers Zeo and had the Zeo Megazord. And I had the, uh, legacy, the Bondi legacy Zeo green ranger finger came with the torso for the Megazord. And he recognized that and he's like, he's like, Oh, oh yeah. we have that. I have that upstairs. It's somewhere in my room. Yeah. I want to play with that. And so he went upstairs to go find it. He couldn't find it, but he spent an hour looking through all his bins, trying to find it. And then just start playing with all the toys he had that was out. Um, 
and, and then was very proud of himself when he came downstairs and said, Dada, I put my toys away. I said, okay, cool. Um, so he, yeah, it was, it was very, um, very, it, it, like I said, just talking about Mason said, it's, it's very interesting to see where they're falling into what they're kind of into. He doesn't care about video games. My six year old loves video games. He played video games for two and a half hours today. You know, it's one of those like when his brothers go to nap. We were like, hey, you can play video games when your brothers go to nap. So he popped up Hyrule Warriors on his Nintendo Switch because he loves Legend of Zelda. Oh, that's and a good uh, one. and uh, let's see, he just went to town for like two and a half hours because I was upstairs taking care of stuff and my wife uh, decided to go take care of some stuff in the, the backyard with the weeds and the um, some of the, the plants that we have in our backyard. Uh, she's got a green thumb. And uh, yeah, that was it. But my middle child, four year old, he doesn't care about video games. He'll play Mario Kart for a little bit, and then he'll be like, I'm losing. I don't want to play. He just would rather go play with toys, or he'd rather watch. He loves um, The Nightmare Before Christmas. He loves The Nightmare really? Before Christmas. He absolutely loves it. He's got a, huh. a Jack Skellington um, doll that like dances and does the, the This Is Halloween song. Oh, He knows the entire oh, lyrics cool. to This Is Halloween. He can sing the whole... He's been singing for, for a year and a half now. He can sing This Is Halloween, start to finish. That's a great subject. So we've been kind of juggling the idea because my oldest is really interested in that movie right now Mm -hmm. like but we're like we don't want him to have nightmares like that kind of stuff like how how has that been for him um the oh (laughs) so (laughs) i have to be careful not to get judged too harshly here on a uh, a podcast talking about kids but uh my four-year-old loves everything paranormal everything ghost everything whatever like one of his favorite shows he loves to watch is paranormal caught on camera (laughs) <laughs> don't ask me why but he'll show? come up uh, yeah he'll be like dada can, can, can i watch paranormal cut on camera and then as a parent i'm like okay and i try to explain to them like okay like regardless of what anyone thinks i, I tell my kids everything's fake um because i don't want nightmares um yep. so i tell them that and and or i'll be like do you think it's real or do you think it's fake we'll talk about it we'll talk about why it is real or why it is fake um, and a lot of times I'll give all the skepticism answers you can give or what have you on a ghost that appears. But he'll sit there and he just loves to watch it and talk about it. And he'll be like, uh, I think that is fake because I think there is a string pulling on the, the door. And that is why the door opens. I'm like, you know what? That's very possible. It could be a string. So he has no problems whatsoever. Nightmare Before Christmas, he's watched it a hundred times. No problems. He's never woken up once. My six-year-old watched one episode of Paranormal Caught on Camera. There was one ghost that floated from the ground through a ceiling. And he had nightmares for a week and a half straight. Oh man! So <laughs> your you mileage may vary. My four-year-old doesn't have a problem with it. Um, my six-year-old didn't have a problem with the Nightmare Before Christmas, but I don't know. You yeah. know, at the same time, like we don't censor the kids too much on on some things. You know, like we 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 allow the envelope to be pushed a little bit. Like obviously, no blood, no gore, no super right. violence or anything like that. But mm-hmm. we don't. You know, I know some people will. You know, I don't let my kids watch anything like this until they're at least this age. Well, I think sometimes if you do that, you set yourself up to have those issues because like my six-year-old's yeah. mind is so advanced. I just got back from parent-teacher conferences. I can tell you he's got an advanced mind. I got the paperwork <laughs> to prove it. Right. Um, <laughs> it, it. It registers at a different level than than maybe what his brothers do. So yeah, like that's why he gets a nightmare from watching Paranormal Con on camera. But my four-year-old can watch binge watch it for six hours and go to sleep right. just fine. Yeah, I, mean, I think your mileage will vary depending on the kid. I, I mean, like, you know, there's TV guidelines, PG-13, whatever. But like everyone and every kid is different. Like, um, I remember, gosh, what, what was that movie? Poltergeist. We were watching Poltergeist uh, as like a family when I was younger. 
and like I saw the um uh what was it called? There there was like a life size clown doll sitting in like the corner of the one kid's room, and I was like, "Hey, nope, fam, nope, I'm out, <laughs> I'm done. Have fun watching this movie." That I'm like, I'm going into the other room on the computer. Bye. Like, I, it, you know, not every kid is going to have like that, like level of understanding of where their fears are. But I did. And uh, my little sister kept watching it and she was totally fine. She's not scared by like movies as far as I know. Um, and she came in later and I was like, was I right? The clown like moved his head right. And she's like, yeah, it choked the kid. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I I'm so glad I didn't watch that movie. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I I liked Chris's point that he brought out about like, you know, what you censor your kids on versus what you don't. Kind of it ages because like you could grow a really big monster later in life if you're too mm -hmm. strict on some things. And that's kind of the that's kind of the thing when you I don't know how it was for you, Tyler, and this is more recent for you, but like when before we had kids, we were talking about it and my wife was very much like, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. And I was like, yeah, no, that's great. That's a good, good plan. And then when we, as the kid grows older, it's like trying to be more lenient so we mm. don't have a worse problem for it in the future. And, you know, some of these things, like I haven't gotten a hundred percent right as far as like my oldest is probably a little too into video games right now. And I probably need to back off on that a little bit, but it's just, it's, it's a healthy being a parent and being a dad, especially is a healthy balance of th this versus that yep. and being too strict versus giving them a leash. Because like, I, I, I felt my mom did a really great job with us, like with me, especially like in her type of how she parented and what we were allowed to watch and stuff. Because like, I didn't grow up really having a problem either way. Like I didn't have like a video game addiction that I was just so into this, or I didn't have a sports addiction where I was so into this. I loved it all music. I loved it all. And I kind of was dabbling in a little bit of everything and had a healthy balance of everything. So I think, you know, I think that's an interesting conversation for sure of what to go, you know, where you're too lenient and when you're, you're not lenient enough or whatnot, I think it's just kind of an interesting conversation. And like, like you were saying, it kind of blends to each kid too, because each kid's going to be different. So I, I, uh, I've been holding off just the dark aspect of Tim Burton on a nightmare before Christmas, but, um, he's really interested in it. I'm like, maybe we could watch a little bit of it and see if, <laughs> if it's going to scare him too bad, because I do like that movie. That, uh, also start with some other Tim Burton yeah. stuff. See how that see how that suits them. I mean, you could <laughs> yeah, do like true. you know Batman '89. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that does because that's got you know some real creepy stuff in it. But true. like, it's a superhero movie. You're right. And that's that's movie. how you can sell it because when you know it's a superhero movie and as a natural response as a kid is oh it's a superhero movie so there's bad guys i know that's a bad guy so i'm not scared of him yep. because i know he's gonna get beaten up by the superhero even like know, danny devito penguin even as a bad guy is like pretty scary and danny devito's and... just scary in general yeah, yeah. true <laughs> uh, no offense danny devito if you're ever listening to this danny no, we DeVito, love you right. danny devito please come on the podcast we love you um even he is even terrifying. batman the animated series that that series gets pretty dark sometimes you know just the tone of it and the you know i mean it was directly based on those movies in general but like just i we've we've watched a lot of that and they really like that so it's uh it's a give and take experience for sure 
So it's also literally dark. It was drawn on black paper. <laughs> yeah. True. True. Yeah. Amazing. That show is just amazing. Like well, that's a whole another episode as well about how amazing that show is. <laughs> episode oh, three. Sure. <laughs> Mason's episode. <laughs> but I think this is a pretty easy transition into our next topic, which is what are some kid version of our personal interests that are safe to kind of like introduce to kids, you know, like maybe not like, you know, some kids might not be ready for like a live action Batman movie, but like what's like a good younger Batman show um, that we could like yeah. expose some kids to and like see if they're interested in that and maybe expand from there. Um, does anyone have any good yeah, I'll start. start with Spidey and his amazing friends? Good mm-hmm. for all ages, and that has sucked my my kids way into that universe to want to find out more. Like my my seven year old loves it, my three and a half year old lo- loves it. It's like that is that show they eat up every episode that comes on, and you know they've even expanded this season where it's even cooler. Like they've got Iron Man in there now, and like you know some different cameos and stuff so it's really expanding the superhero thing to where my kids are like now interested in iron man since he's in the second series and like what he's about and one of my favorite marvel characters is war machine he's not in the series but they've explored some iron man stuff and now they're into war machine and and things like that so i think a big kid interest you know that's versions of our favorite things that they're gonna love grow to love even more and that can talk we can talk about growing kids fan bases you know that show does a great job of introducing kids without me having to be like watch the spider-man 90s show or watch the newer spider-man show that just it's on they love it and they're fans for life you know and they've expanded so much into those universes now which is super cool so i've actually seen one clip from that show and it was the uh, episode where they had the punisher Oh yeah! There's no way. There's no way they slipped the Punisher in the show, and he they was just like driving a van full of like other superheroes, and was very annoyed by everybody. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, all right, you got him. You got Frank Castle pretty good in this kid show. That's about as much as you can do. I also have cool dad moment that's connected to that. My son Ooh. colored a picture of the Sinister Six for me, and oh, that's he gave incredible. it to me. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and he loves coloring and stuff too. So like it, it, you know, all of that has just really driven his interest crazy and he's like really deep in the the lore of all the characters now hence the sinister six going on here too so it's awesome that is really cool i love that heck yeah um i'll jump in real quick so obviously as the the transformers fan of our of our group so to speak um you know with 40 years of uh, of entertainment history with transformers it can be kind of daunting to figure out where should where should you start and for Transformers, the brand itself uh, didn't quite get to the evergreen mindset until just recently, in the last like five to ten years, I would say, where they kind of have a, an idea of what they're going to do every time they quote unquote re- reboot the brand, so to speak. Because in the, you go back to the 80s, there's nothing wrong with the show from the 80s, but it's 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 dated. You know what I mean? Like you. It's a it's a toy commercial. It's a twenty. I think what it was like twenty four minutes back then. It's a twenty four minute toy commercial, um, trying to sell toys. And there's not a lot of serialization. There's not a lot of continuity between episodes. It's kind of like, oh, what's Megatron and Starscream and Soundwave doing today? And how's Optimus Prime and Bumblebee going to stop them? Um, but they're outdated because you're not going to find those toys on the shelves either. Um, but then they were so genre specific because, you know, Beast Wars came out in the 90s, but that is literally all Beast. You know what I mean? Like you, 
you can't go you can't you can go to Walmart and get the reissues, I guess. But yeah, you're not going to find you're not going to find uh, Optimus Primal uh, until Rise of the Beast comes out in 2023. Uh, you won't find him on the toy <laughs> shelf anywhere. Um, you won't find a T-Rex Megatron on the shelf anywhere. So that's kind of dated. That's not something I would like to throw because when kids want to watch something, then they want to buy it or buy something remember, that reminds them of it. I remember being shocked when I learned that like these cool robots that turned into animals used to turn into cars. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Like the, the mm-hmm. Beast Wars? Are we, are we talking about the same show? But but then but then they went through the, the early 2000 period where it was like, okay, like, you know, we're going to we're going to tell a, a three to five year long story between, you know, these characters and stick with these same characters that are very specific. You know, Starscream is back, but he's this specific looking character. There's a character named Hotshot. He looks like Bumblebee, but not really, you know, very specific Um that aren't horrible, but again, it's it's you can't jump into Transformers Cybertron and appreciate the characters if you didn't watch Transformers Energon and Transformers Ramada before it. Um, so it's hard to get into it. So going through all this history, I would say the one show that I can tell as a time tested that it worked um, that my six year old back when he was four um, the, about the only time he was really into Transformers, he's kind of grown out of it already, but. The one time he was really into it was when um, he was watching Transformers Cyberverse. Hmm. And uh, you can watch, I believe they have most of that on YouTube now. Um, but essentially it's it's like the G1, you know, the original cartoon looking characters updated, obviously. Uh, but it's at a very Nickelodeon entry level in the sense, like the stories aren't too complex. There's lots of action. The episodes are only 11 minutes long. You know, so that's that Nickelodeon format of 11 episode, 11 minute episodes. Um, but as you go on, it lasted for four years. And as you go on, like as an adult, I was into it by the end. Like they, the first season is kind of its own thing, but then it gets serialized and it gets really like into it. Like there's a whole story between characters like they and they they expand the cast. The cast starts off small. And the next thing you know, there's like 30 Autobots and 30 Decepticons. And it felt like the old cartoon when I was growing up. I was like, yeah, I wonder if this one's going to be in it this this episode. Um, but I remember uh, my oldest asked if we could watch it. And he binge watched God, probably 10 episodes, 10, 15 episodes at a time. You know, and they go quick when they're only 11 minutes. But um, you just like, can we watch the next one? 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 And then he was like, I want to get I want to get a toy of Whirl. I want to get a toy of Hot Rod. I want to get a toy of, of Soundwave. Um, I was like, OK, you talked me into it, kiddo. Let's go to the store. <laughs> I'll get you one and I'll get me one, too. Um, so if, if someone is interested in wanting to get their their kid, I'd say around age five ish, uh, four might have been a little bit too young, but maybe five ish. Uh, really into like Transformers where they can start understanding characters and story driven stuff that's not too over the top. Uh, for Transformers, I think Cyberverse is a incredibly, incredibly kid friendly, but also something as an adult won't make you grab your head and, and sit there like, oh, I have to stomach another episode of this. Like you'll actually get into it as an adult as well. Yeah, I just Googled it and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I've seen these designs before. Like this is iconic. This is definitely something that has a lot of lasting power it seems like that was as a, me as an like adult uh, yeah as an adult uh, the toys weren't made for me by any means like they're very simplistic toys but that's even better you know what i mean like to get your kid into it because once you open yeah. that once you open that door and they discover there's a whole universe of, of transformers of the whole history 35 plus years past from that show backwards of history they can go into i mean if they go down that rabbit hole 
There you go. You're you're set. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's that's key too, is just having like something kid friendly that kind of both of you can enjoy that is like exemplary of the thing that you like without having necessarily be like, you know, Dead the on. most intense, yeah. intimidating version of it. Yeah. I agree. And it, you know, it just starting those things from the ground up too just builds their love for generations on generations you know so it's like you know i'll I'll kind of i guess the closest thing i could relate to was like the animated 90s spider-man for me that Mm -hmm. was a pivotal moment in my fandom in general just because of that show was so iconic to me back in the day and it just opened my whole universe up so like and that those are those are not things my parents introduced to me at all they weren't like yeah i'm 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 selfishly hoping that i can get my six-year-old into x-men before x-men 97 comes out in 2023 because i would love to be watching anyway well yeah i'm gonna be watching it. i would love to be able to watch it with him and have us both get excited and enjoy um all there's gonna be to enjoy with that and that's cool like so that's a, that's going to be a cool experiment for me be, that, with that show because I really want to get my kids into it, but I am waiting till that, unless they find it on their own right now, I'm waiting till that series drops because I want them to see it on the banner and be like, oh, let me click on that and watch it and see what that's up that that's about and just see how that turns out because I know my oldest, he's one of those, like he'll see something new and want to go back and watch all the old stuff. So mm-hmm. like it, it, I think it's going to be an interesting experiment to see how that lands with them. And I'll report back when that comes, but uh, yeah, that'll be kind of an interesting thing. Cause I'm not like pushing the X-Men or anything. Let's, on see, them we'll, at all. We'll, let's experiment on our kids. You run your experiment. I'll run yes. my experiment. I will, I will, inter- <laughs> I will introduce them to the old stuff. See if it catches their interest and see if they want to watch more. You wait and see if they see it and go, Ooh, I want to go back and watch it. We'll, yeah, see, uh, right. we'll see how it plays out. Of course, knowing our luck, they'll, they'll both fall in love with X-Men Evolution, which isn't bad, but it's going to be like... <sighs> yeah. yeah. Our kids are going to have to show <laughs> this podcast to their therapist someday. <laughs> I just really hope X-Men 97 in like the seasons drop down has like the old seasons in the same exactly. span like, there because like they be could cool. just click up and go back to the first episode and be like, all right, here's what I missed, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. And we know it's ongoing continuity. So like that's, that's going to be pretty dope. Yeah, for sure. All right. So for for my uh, interest in the kid version of it, uh, I chose tabletop RPG books um, because D and D as itself, I think, I think any kid like uh, ten and up could play D and D pretty easy. Um, any kid with like reading and math and like the ability to sit at a table for a couple of hours at a time. Uh, if your kid kind of meets some of those criteria, I think you could play just standard D&D, but there's actually a lot of ways to get them into it, even before, like, getting into, like, the whole book with all the rules and the multiple-sized dice and everything. Um, like, my daughter um, is one. Uh, so we have these books, uh, the ABCs of D&D and 1, 2, 3 D&D, um, which are just cute little kid books with, like, little, like, illustrations of the monster and Let's be real. Um, it's it's for me. It's really for me to have fun reading to her at night. And time will tell if it's something that like she asks for when she starts like asking for stories. Um, and so for kids a bit older, 
than my daughter. I kind of had to do a little bit of research into it because, uh, again, I haven't played these games myself. Um, but everything that I've read, they seem to be very, very good for uh, younger kiddos. So the first one is um, Tales of Westria, which is the My Little Pony tabletop mm-hmm. RPG. Uh, Heard of it. Again, that's a franchise I don't really know too much about, but if your kids are really into uh, those little ponies and the friendship being magic, um, this is a game that can really take... Uh, <laughs> um, you can make your own pony and have your own tales and save the day with friendship. If your um, kids are into friendship being magic. This is... <laughs> if your kids are into friendship being magic. <laughs> so oh, kids think friendship sorry, is magic, I'm sorry. Chris. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me again that you haven't seen My Little Pony without telling me. I haven't. Seen my little pony. I haven't seen my little <laughs> if you're into My Little Pony and My Little Pony Friendship is Magic is the series. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What you said. Um, <laughs> but I picked this one specifically because it's good for uh, kids six it up, and also as a, a example of like if your kids are interested in like a specific show there's a good chance there's some sort of tabletop RPG for that show. Um, I have one Absolutely. for Avatar Last Airbender that is incredible and a whole lot of fun. Uh, they have one for The Dragon Prince on Netflix, which is another one I haven't seen. Um, they have one now. Go oh, good. Hmm? Sorry. They have one oh. now for Batman, the animated series. I have that one. I'm waiting for my kids to be a little older so we can play that together. But you, have, nice. you I mean, let's... Age-wise, I mean, you you would have to help them along, but I mean, you have uh, Power Rangers: Heroes of the Grid too. If they're yeah, we play that. We play a dumbed-down version of that all the time. Yeah, I mean, that is that is a fantastic mm -hmm. way to get people into tabletop RPGs because um, you feel like you're playing your superhero. And the beautiful, yeah, and the beautiful thing about those type of experiences too is, while sticking to a rule set, you can make your own rules and like adapt to the child's abilities and. I use those type of situations as learning experiences too. Like we do math, we do, you know, reading, we do, uh, you know, connecting the dots type of thing with, with certain situations and stuff, which is cool. So Tommy yeah, needs I, the dragon we... sword. Get the multiplication table out. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, How? Like rolling dice and adding numbers is like a really fun interactive way to like secretly trick your kids into learning math. Oh yeah, especially um, when you like with D and D dice, like your your, your D twenties and stuff. Right? I've been mm-hmm. higher than that. They just want to yeah. roll it because they're like, "Oh, what number am I going to get now?" If you can get them excited in the numbers at all, do it. Yep. Oh yeah. No, I and I I attribute those type of things. My son is going to be a little mathematician. He does so well in math, and which I struggled in as a kid. So like, we've really put a lot of emphasis on like that teaching him all things he's reading and doing well in other areas but he loves doing math so like and i attribute a lot of that to playing these games with him and sitting down and playing monopoly and playing heroes of the grid and like really incorporating that in everything that we do so because it's also it's it's a very video gamey kind of thing but like the problem with the video games is that you have like the xbox doing the math for you it's like you can pull some of the math out have them do some like a little bit of problems and then slay a dragon or whatever well, the heck it is those little magic ponies do. So there's there's um, so many there's so many good games out there that you can play and like and and I have to give credit to the school system at least where I'm out here uh, I, I can say where I live I, I live in South Carolina um, where my six year goes to first grade they have computer games that they play in their class and it's on a network so they play with they all get their laptops out because they have school issued laptops which blew my mind as a kindergartner that he got a laptop last year like that blew my yeah. freaking mind yep um 
I mean, I'd even get a calculator and they're giving these kids computers and they're six <laughs> and yeah, five. Like what the hell? That. Seriously. Um, but they, they play games and the games are all tailored around either reading or they're tailored around math problems. Um, and, and how fast you can do the problem uh, determines how many points you get or what your score is. And they get competitive with each other to try to do better. And I think the more you see that, so they sit there, when I say they, I mean, uh, pundits and media and so forth will tell you that, you know, video games uh, rot your kid's brain and comic books are stupid. But you know what I've discovered is uh, video games don't ruin my kid. Uh, my my oldest son, like I said, I was very proud of him. We got our we did our parent teacher conference today, actually, um, and he's technically advanced in his reading and in his math. They're actually going to start working him on second grade stuff here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and you know, we're only not that far into the first uh, his first year uh, or his first grade year, so we're very very proud of him um, for what he's doing. Nothing is going to be a detriment unless you allow it to be. True. Yep. Yep. So I can let my I let my six year old play Fortnite. Granted, he has to sit next to one of us when he does it, but he enjoys it. He has fun with it, and he uses his brain. He likes to hide. He likes to climb. He likes mm-hmm. to outwit his opponents. He doesn't run up and and with a shotgun and be like pow 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 pow. He would rather <laughs> he would rather hide yeah. in the bush and wait for the, he no he he sits in the bush and he waits for people to walk by and he pops out and shoots them. That's what he does. He, <laughs> He's a sniper and an ambusher. Um, But when he plays, he loves to play Legend of Zelda. He loves to play um, Mario Party. These games that, what's Mario Party on the Nintendo Switch? They have a big dice. They roll a dice and then they move. You know, and he he's able to look ahead and see, okay, I need to go this many spaces to get this. He's doing math in his head. Right. Well, yes, Mm -hmm. some games will do the math for you. You play Skyrim, it's going to do the math for you. But if you play Mario Party... Nintendo, if you're listening, feel free to sponsor this podcast. We'll gladly um, take anything you want to give us. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> um, the, like I said, he's using his head. So it's about playing the smart games. It's about and being involved. We don't just put the games and say, "Okay, kid, have fun. We'll see you later." Right? One yeah. of us is always one of us is always there with him to be part of yeah. it, to be engaged with him. Um, and. So as if for anyone who's listening, who's raising their kid and wondering, oh, gosh, you know, should I introduce them to video games? Just make sure you introduce them to the right video games. Yeah, it's all I about mean, balance, too. Nintendo. Balance. Nintendo is an incredibly perfect system that allows you to have your kids get some fun. Like like my kid plays Mario Maker. My kid plays Mario Maker and makes some of the <laughs> most ridiculous courses I've ever played in my entire life. I mean, literally awesome. designed for me to lose the game the second I hit start. <laughs> yeah, Every enemy wonderful. in the game, like the Switch is like, I can't handle this much processing. Um, yeah. But it's it's I've... that creativity and thinking. He sits there and he's like, okay, what do I need to do? And Okay, I'll put this platform here. But I stop and I, I, I think back. I'm like, you know, he's using his brain yeah. for problem solving. So that's what I mean when I say the right games. Yeah, yeah right. if you give your kid Doom or you give your kid, uh, you know, <laughs> Dude, I, let's be, I mean, Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite's not the best game for him to play, but I'm proud that he's playing it in a way that stretches the imagination. But, yeah. um, you know, playing the right game, not playing the stupid games like, um, I don't know, I, I don't want to say anything out loud because I don't want to offend anybody uh, on their favorite game, but it's just picking the right game and then being involved as a parent. Um, yeah. yeah. It'll and, actually. Yeah, you can. I will, sure. I will actually argue that that games can actually help your kid along because in the world of ADD and ADHD, having them being able to sit down and focus on something is so so important. Yeah, yeah. I've and got. I have, a, I've, 
Oh, good. Oh, go ahead. No, I've got a, say, I've I, got a quick story. Yeah, um, so my oldest, he's really into the Spider-Man PS4 or 5 game, yeah. Miles Morales, all those games. He's beat him a billion times. But this game literally has taught him how to do research. So he was huh. having a problem in the game. He couldn't figure it out. He's gone through and watched YouTube videos to figure out mm-hmm. how to beat every boss and every mm-hmm. pattern of how the boss works in the game. So he did this by himself. He went on YouTube, used the voice thing, searched Spider-Man video game, watched these guys. And I, obviously, like you said, Chris, being involved, mm-hmm. listening to what they're listening to, you know, mm-hmm. being there. Even though I'm not on him, I can hear what he's doing, and it's mm-hmm. not some crazy streamer going nuts. But I, I told him he can only watch the ones where they don't talk, where it's just the, the game being played. And so, but he learned how to do research through this game. So he researched every villain, every fight, and he's literally beat the game from start to finish four or five times now. And That's he's really cool. and he doesn't even ask me for help anymore, which is just incredible. So like like you said video games can be a force for really bad or a really a force for good if you're balanced about it and you give them the right things the right my, tools my, to my be son has beat them up for success zelda breath of the wild he beat it he wow, beat yeah. it when he was five i can't i can't even get past the start i can't get out of the first like little you have to get like a you have to get like a a, a, um, a glider to, i can't I don't, I don't even know how to get the freaking glider but like he's already beat the game i'm not even him and my wife like they just they they destroyed Zelda. They're they're so excited for the sequel. But that's awesome. I have one more um, tabletop RPG to recommend for kids five and up. It's called No Thank You Evil, and uh, the character creation is I'm a adjective noun who verbs. So you let your kid go ahead and create whatever character they want, and it'll work with this game. So I'm a crazy clown who shoots pies out of a cannon. <laughs> that sounds awesome character. actually that sounds i'm awesome. a um, play that. radical stunt man with a pogo stick like you can just kind of make whatever character you want it's a d6 system so it just uses like the basic dice um you roll them you can add like a couple of tokens so it kind of teaches you a bit of resource management and it is just like it in my mind it seems to be like the perfect game to like just kind of give your kid an imaginary paintbrush and let them like paint the scenario of like their perfect kind of hero person. And they get like a little pet that they can describe. So, you know, it's a lot of fill in the blank kind of thing. So it's like your pet is a cyber Turkey, like whatever kind of like adjective noun, and then go ahead and play. So any five and up, that's a great way to kind of get them into D and D. And I just wanted to finish off that list. Cause I thought that was a really interesting kind of, way to approach that is rpg that sounds that sounds incredible actually yeah that yeah. that's cool and in 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 the show notes let's include links to these because also i want yeah. that link to that game <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'll, I'll send, I'll send you a link out, uh, sure. later yeah that's uh, super creative super cool uh and the only other thought i had was i as far as gaming goes like i i i urge Parents, and this is something I'm going to that I do and going to do, just not to give free reign to the kid to jump on Fortnite no. and play no. with whoever he wants and Mm-mm. hear these kind of things. I think like if we work together, we can build a better gaming community by just 
limiting our our kids and like like we have kind of formed our gaming group you know like and then they can build those gaming groups out with their friends and things like that i think it's cool that we all have kids too and we can introduce them to each other in those i think it's important to say like before parent people are like calling child services because i let my son play Fortnite. like there's there's things right like voice chat is not enabled yeah he's only able to play solo i will not let him play partners or anything like that unless he's playing with someone that i've approved like uh, his godfather, for example, he'll, he can play. He can play with his godfather. He won first place when he played with his godfather for the first time, um, which is a friend of ours named Eric. Um, shouts, yeah, shouts. Right. Uh, you know, that's that's it. But he doesn't get to voice chat. He doesn't get to listen to it. I turn all that stuff off. Um, that's just the way it is. And it's it's about like you said, Mason. It's about being involved. It's about taking ownership. Right. I think it's very important especially like for my kids, like my kids go to public school. Right. So I know firsthand what it's like to one, be bullied. And I know what it's like to like something because everybody else likes it. Not necessarily because you like it, but because everybody else likes it. Uh, and I know what it's like to want something that everybody else has, but we're not, you know, we, we don't have the money to go get it. Um, and so you struggle, you have to settle for what you can get. So I know what that's like, and I know that's what he's going to go through at some point. And it's important in my mind, to be involved, to know what's popular, to know what the kids are doing. So I always ask my son every single day when he comes from school, like, what'd you do today? Oh, what's the cool toy everyone's playing with? You know, what so-and-so get for their birthday? What's so-and-so asking for for Christmas? You know, um, to keep involved. Like, it's it, it sounds exhausting, and it kind of is, to try to stay that involved in, in their social life and things like that. But I really feel that in every aspect, everything that I do, whether it's, collecting toys or uh, creating geek content on the internet um, or playing video games, that stuff can be beneficial to my kids when they do it. If I'm smart about it in a controlled environment. Yeah. Yes. I, I I used it as an escape when I was a teenager because I was, you know, like most kids, you know, you get bullied and picked on, like you, you become an introvert and you don't want to deal with anybody. You don't want to do anything and you're depressed. Uh, and so, uh, you know, instead of doing my homework, I played games. Uh, I was smart. I aced my test. I just didn't do my homework. Turns into a C average. Uh, still got into college, you know, and again, aced my test, didn't do any of the projects because I was interested <laughs> in other stuff. So, um, and unfortunately you can't make it through life on a 3.0 or not, not 3.0, 2, 2.0. Um, I don't want my say, kids. You can do pretty good with the three Yeah, three you're fine. Um, well, most of the time, but I don't want my kids to go through that same thing. And I'm not saying my parents didn't, but at the same time, my parents didn't have the internet. My parents didn't have cell phones like we do. My parents didn't have social media like we do. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, and and just for clarification, like you know, social media and kids—that's a whole different story. We'll talk about some other time. But when it comes oh, to video, for a long time, uh, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to video games and mm-hmm. things like that, like. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's about being involved. And like you said, Mason, like we're, we're lucky in the sense that we have a gaming community, an online gaming community that we were a part of a close knit right. one. There's what, maybe 10 to 15 of us that we all feel pretty comfortable with. I don't necessarily know that all 10 or 15, I'd be like, yeah, son, go ahead and play with them anytime you want to. Um, you know, I still kind of keep that from uh, that list to like maybe two or three people, but I don't like he can sit with me while I'm playing with them and I'm not worried. I'm not worried he's going to hear something he shouldn't hear or he's going to see something he shouldn't see, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, but yeah, I'm never going to just give him a game be like, okay, here you go, kid, have fun later. Don't ever, don't ever give your kid a video game and say, have fun. I got stuff to do. 
yeah. Yeah, not until they're not they're like somebody. a teenager or something, but yeah. Yeah. You don't I mean, want any of these things to raise your kids for you. Right. No. Yeah. You know, you don't want any of these to be like, Ugh, I don't have time for you, kid. Here's a video game I found on the shelf. Go fetch. Like you want to be involved. Like right. I feel like we've said that a lot. Like just be involved and interested in what your kid's doing and like care. Just show them how yeah. much you care and like you know take an interest in what they're doing because like i don't think there's a kid in the world who doesn't want to like talk about their interests with somebody who is like legitimately listening to them my my son can tell you every single recipe in the legend of zelda breath of the wild because he's cooked just about every single thing you can cook in that game that's awesome i honestly i honestly i don't i don't have like it would i go look for the information myself but will yeah. I listen to him tell me and act interested, even if I'm not necessarily invested? Will I still sit there and listen to him and ask him questions and all that stuff? Absolutely, because he mm-hmm. cares about it. And because he cares about it, I care about it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's just a good conversation. And those are conversations we will continually have for sure on this podcast. Just, you know, not, we're not trying to be preachy. Don't I don't I don't want to make sure we don't sound preachy. No, we're no. not the be all end all of like parenting advice. Okay, no, like not at you all. can only ever be an expert in your own kids. Yes. You know, and we're just trying to do the best we can. Be. Yeah. Yeah. And and just change, hopefully change, putting a change in place for the better, because I feel like like if you log into Fortnite at any day and turn on the voice chat and jump oh into gosh. a squad, oh my god, it is the worst kids you'll ever hear in your life. You've got kids my son's age screaming the worst profanities into the microphone, and parents just don't even care. So I think that's where we're coming from. We're just like trying to stop that from happening to our kids, and that's maybe we're overcorrecting, but at the same time, we're trying to introduce a um, a controlled environment. So yes, anyway. 100 percent um tyler, i think way. i was gonna say tyler i, th- I have an, i have an idea yeah go ahead yeah you got it you got a game we could play maybe i do have a game we can play oh there we go always kind he of always tyler has for a game. game he's our game oh, yeah, guy. i pulled up i'm ready this game is called obscure spider-man villain or discontinued serial mascot oh i got this <laughs> <laughs> love it so I'm gonna give you a name and a we uh, got vague description of what this character looks I, like. You know what? I feel pretty confident that I'm gonna get this almost 100. percent I I know my Spider-Man. I know my Spider-Man. True. Same. You think you know your Spider-Man? Here we go. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give you a name and a brief description of what they look like, and you get to tell me they are a obscure Spider-Man villain or discontinued serial mascot. The first one is Quake. It's a uh, muscular miner from the center of the earth. That would be a serial mascot discontinued. Um, I'm going to say Spider-Man villain. Quake is the mascot of Quake Serial. I thought it would be some, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought, see, I thought to myself, like, jailer outfit, you said. And I was like, uh. Spider-Man ain't going to be beating up a muscular little kid, you know? A jailer <laughs> outfit. I was like, what? Serial. I don't think know. I said j- jailer outfit. Say- He's a muscular miner. He's a miner oh. is the thing. <laughs> well, you know what? Two. He should be in Spider-Man. I'm just saying. He should be in Spider-Man. Absolutely. <laughs> number two is The Thumper. 
A young woman dressed like Napoleon Bonaparte with boxing gloves. That's a Spider-Man villain for sure. I'll say Spider-Man villain as well. Yep, the Thumper is in fact a Spider-Man villain. Ding, ding. <laughs> Here for one issue and was after a yellow horse. <laughs> nice. This one is Quisp. Quisp is a pink alien with helicopter antennae. Serial mascot. Yeah, I feel like it's a cereal mascot just because, like, I feel like these are all, like, you know, the Quaker oatmeal? I feel like these are all just, mm -hmm. like, like types of Quaker cereal that they've tried so many times that just keep failing. Yep, Quisp was actually a rival of Quake. Quisp and Quake came out at the same time, <laughs> um, and they had to see which one was more popular, and they had a bunch of commercials where they fought with each other. There's, see, a, there's a whole cereal expanded universe in here. <laughs> <laughs> Someone okay. needs to turn that into a movie franchise. Big Otis, a large Scotsman in a plaid kilt. I'm gonna say serial mascot. I'm thinking Oats Otis. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I'm like, we're just going down the Quaker rabbit hole here. Uh, Scottish, so it's like. Irish I'm gonna say Spider-Man villain. I'm gonna say Spider-Man villain. Uh, Big Otis is, in fact, the mascot of OK Cereal. <laughs> okay. Now we're tied, Mason. We're tied. We are tied. tied. <laughs> All right. All right. We're feeling good now. Screwball, purple-haired woman in a white and purple uh, jumpsuit. Spider-Man oh, villain. Spider-Man villain. Yeah, yeah she's Spider-Man Spider villain. villain. Yeah, yeah. She's recent. She was like the first streaming uh, villain. I did a quest in the Spider-Man game for my what we were doing. <laughs> we were playing yesterday, and Screwball's the main one of villains in the quest. Yep. The Craver. Short, fuzzy gremlin. I'll say Spider-Man villain. I'm going to say serial mascot. I think I'm wrong. I'm yeah, Craver mascot. sounds more like a serial mascot, but I already spoke. So. He is the mascot of honeycomb Hi. cereal. Yeah. Whenever they would like turn in, like, me want honeycomb. And they... Oh, that's right. I remember him. Me want honeycomb. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. Balding redheaded man with a periscope hat and polka dot jacket. Spider Man villain. Serial mascot. He is, in fact, a serial mascot, the mascot of Mr. Wonderful's Surprise. I have fallen off of I was uh... like, Mr. Wonderful is not a name of a villain. Like, clown. Wonderful is not a villain. Clowns, clowns are all evil. That's clown be a is a villain. clown. Spider-Man villain, clown, just clown. clown. He's a clown. Although, yeah, you know I, that's got to be. A I said Spider-Man villain, yeah. but part of me is like, it's watch. It's gonna be a generic cereal mascot, like one of the generic brands. <laughs> I'm gonna but say Iris. Iris, Iris is Spider-Man villain. Yeah, he's a Spider-Man villain. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> wait, 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 Chris. What did you say? Spider-Man villain or cereal mascot? I said Spider-Man villain. I said watch. He's okay. gonna be the mascot of a of a generic brand cereal. But I already said Spider-Man villain. No, there were a lot of clown mascots of cereal throughout the ages, but none of them were just named clown. But clown uh, is a clown from the Carnival of Evil. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I remember that arc. Wasn't that like a like I think a I remember, I think I remember couple that issue? Yeah. I think so. There was a couple issues. There were a couple names I thought about taking from uh, the Carnival of Evil, um, but Clown was the most one that I'm like, mm, this could be a serial mascot. Yeah. All right. Um, last two. Banjo, a young boy who looks like Buff Igor. God. I'm going to say uh, serial mascot. I'll say Spider-Man villain. 
He is a Spider-Man villain. He's a ten-year-old boy who is a mutant who lives in Appalachia, um, and he looks like a grown man. And him and Spider, like when Spider-Man realizes that it was just a misunderstanding, he like kind of brings him back to his mom and says, "I'm so so sorry," and never bothers Did I him beat again. Your kid up again. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I'm just saying, man, you are crushing. You're doing, you're doing really good. Uh, last one is Big Wheel, a goggle goggle wearing man. Who drives a big wheel? Spider-Man villain. I'm gonna go. Serial mascot. He is a Spider-Man villain. Aww. See, I like that one because I'm like, mm, I didn't say what the wheel was. It could have been like a Cheerio or something. Yeah. Uh, no, that's. I know they've never had a mascot for regular Cheerios. Only a Honey Nut. <laughs> yeah, true. Whatever happened to the other two Cinnamon Toast Crunch chefs? I don't Hard know, man. to say, but. I did go down like this serial mass, the serial website that like <laughs> just like logs all. It's it's the mission of this website is like log all the serials in the world like Sounds chronologically, amazing. and there's like a page for like mascots and stuff. I had a lot of fun uh, do bring this one up, <laughs> but the score is Chris has eight and Mason has six, so Chris is the winner Chris of wins. obscure Spider-Man villain or discontinued serial mascot. Very oh, wow. good. Thank nice. you, thank you. I'd like to thank. Um, uh, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to thank Spider-Man, I guess, for always being there for me and uh, <laughs> my love of this. my love of food, uh, helping me identify some of these serial mascots. Except for, uh, <laughs> except for that muscular guy, I thought he was in a prison uniform. I don't know. Maybe that's a fantasy I just don't know about yet. I don't know. I need to talk to my therapist. We can we can dig into that on another episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we are winding it down here, but I kind of wanted to, we had it kind of at the beginning of the show, but I wanted to do a little recommendation segment before okay. we wrap. Sure. I'll start. So I have been playing this game called Disney Dreamlight Valley, and this is kind of pointed towards like something you can do with your kids. This game is a town builder sort of adventure quest game. And it's no boss fights, no violence, no nothing. You are literally just trying to bring this town back together. And there's so many quests and reading and uh, harvesting and arranging and building different things and gardening. And it's all Disney themed and it's super fun. So that's kind of my recommendation for the month slash week. Um, because this has been a game that me and my kids all have enjoyed together. And it's one of those, it's free to play. So it's going to be ongoing free to play and uh, battle pass type situation, but all the main content is just added for free, which is really cool. So cool. I heard that was like kind of Disney mixed with Stardew Valley. Right. Similar. Yeah. Yeah. More quests though. More, More like quest. story cool, driven cool. quests, which is cool. And they have different realms for the different uh, Disney um, areas. So there's like a Moana realm, there's a frozen realm and they're adding different realms as they go. So the next one is going to be a toy story realm, which is cool. That's really cool. As far as anything I can recommend, um, I don't often recommend content creators, right? Because I believe everyone should kind of find stuff on their own. But as far as my son, my six-year-old absolutely loves and adores this one content creator um, who does video games. He's a he's a Twitch streamer, but he also then takes it to YouTube like most Twitch streamers do, whatever, highly edited. But he's uh, incredibly family-friendly. There's never any any foul language or anything inappropriate whatsoever. Um, his name is Mr. A game. Uh, and my, my six year old absolutely thinks he is the most hilarious fun streamer. He's focused exclusively on Nintendo stuff. So it's a lot of Zelda breath of the wild, super Mario maker, Mario Kart, animal crossing, that kind of stuff. That's cool. Um, so if, if you do have kids who 
do enjoy watching people stream. He's in Australia, so the the time difference on Twitch doesn't really work. But on YouTube, if you're obviously here in the United States like we are, um, you can always find him on on, on YouTube with uh, highlights, very very well edited. Um, just it's it's family friendly. Um, you know, it, obviously my wife and I we both watch anything my son watches on YouTube. We watch with him. He doesn't get full yeah. reign to do whatever he wants. And um, I mean, it, 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 it's to a point where um, <clears throat> I believe my son's writing him a letter, an actual letter. I guess the guy's a former teacher. Um, he's a young guy. He's in his 20s. But um, yeah, just, he's just or maybe 30s. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, you know, I don't pay that close attention. I just make sure he's not swearing or, or saying anything inappropriate. But it's it's his streams are actually very entertaining. Like they do challenges like, um, you know, like you can tell he does like mod, like he plays like mod hacks of like Breath of the Wild, but challenges like, hey, let's um, you know, there's a raft and there's these things you can use to float. And so we're going to try to float the raft over the castle, which is, you know, X amount of meters high in the sky. So they spend, he spends a whole 25 minutes on a video trying to do that. Edited That's very, hilarious. very professionally. So, but my son absolutely loves them. So like I said, if you are looking for um, a video game streamer to either watch live or to watch the highlight clips of whatever, um, I, I would have to recommend Mr. A game. And that'll probably be one of my only, my very one and only um, content creator recommendations. Cause uh, uh, I do believe that people should also find things on their own. When it comes to content creators, because also you could always check out uh, uh, Mason Merrill on his Twitter or me on my Twitter. Or I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> check out the I'm Dad's Our Dorks Twitch stream coming live to you soon. <laughs> Maybe someday. Maybe you never know. Uh, I'm going to cheat, and in uh, one of our earliest episodes, I'm going to recommend Bluey. Obviously, Bluey. Yes, 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 yes. Um, my daughter is like you know, has a vocabulary of three words, but that theme song comes on and she starts like bouncing and my wife has an opportunity to be like, mom, and like, mom, and she like looks and like, yeah, that's mom, dad, points to me and she's like, yeah, that's dad, and it's adorable. And I have tears to that show. What's your favorite episode? What's your favorite episode? Favorite episode? Space. Um, space whenever they one. get the IKEA furniture and uh, <laughs> Louie and Bingo just make an entire um, universe from the discarded cardboard. Yes, that's a good yeah. one. Um, so season three of that show just started coming out on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm one of those people who actually was able to get in touch with some people from Australia, um, and so I had all those episodes about eight months ago. So I've enjoyed them very, very much. Some of the best television being created right now for kids and adults is bluey i cannot recommend bluey Mm. enough the lessons that are learned the the store i mean it's just i want to grow up to be bandit the dad that's 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 the kind of dad i want to be like he is just and they're not perfect parents they're not he's he's perfect that's what makes him perfect he's he's perfectly imperfect like they all make like some pretty big mistakes like you know, whenever the band was doing that, like, obstacle course with Bluey and, like, just full-on pulls their bag, he's like, no, no, no. And he just has that shamed look of, like, oh, I went too far. We'll have a whole episode about Bluey someday. There, there's um, yeah. an episode that just has me, that had me rolling the first time I watched it since season three. And it's like, um, what is it? It's like they're trying to make, um, 
the best Father's Day card or some birthday card for the for Bandit the kids are or whatever. Yes. And, then, yeah. and he's like, oh, I'll just uh, I'll just take this uh, this old picture off the fridge and it's of of Bluey's picture or whatever for Bingo. So they're gonna put Bingo's picture up or whatever. And he turns around and Bluey stand there holding the cereal. And she's like, what? And she just drops the cereal bowl because he took his <laughs> picture. He's like, uh, uh. <laughs> oh like, yeah, because I can relate because it's like as a parent, I relate to what these parents are going through. Yeah. Um, Definitely. It's just it's so, the most so seven, well done. It's the most fun you'll ever have in seven minutes of a television show. Like, it's it's yep. yeah. brilliant. We watch it every night, one episode every night right before bed, no matter what time it is. They're like, nice. can we watch? My, my three-year-old calls it Gluey, so it's Aww. the cutest thing. He goes, Daddy, can we watch one episode of Gluey? <laughs> and I just I did, don't correct it because it's the funniest thing. That said, was it for last month, month of September? Bluey was like the fourth most watched streaming show on all all the streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Rightly like, so. Right, right behind yep. like right behind uh, Jeffrey Dahmer and Game of Thrones oh, and <laughs> Friends, I think, and then it was Bluey after that. So I don't I don't <laughs> want all that in one sentence. That's so all. that is um. that is yes, that's that a great recommendation. Yes, we will. We need to do an episode of Bluey because I could talk about Bluey for hours I, I could will I could be too. there for you <laughs> which is why i called dibs on episode two of first time we're doing recommendations um obviously it's bluey yeah that's a solid recommendation heck yeah dude heck yeah uh, all right I, yes well i think that pretty much wraps our episode i do have one little thing that i want to tease um friend of show eric berry he has done our logo so a special shout out thanks to him he is also the host of another show called Ranger Command Power Hour, and you will see where I'm going with this in about two seconds. My son read through Power Rangers Universe and said, Daddy, I have thoughts, and I want to put them down on audio. So look ooh, out for my son. on a, and, I, and, I, and I sent this idea to Eric. He approved it. And so look out for my son on Ranger Command Power Hour. It's going to be a short clip, but he's going to have some thoughts on Power Rangers Universe. Oh, so. I'm on that episode. Oh, nice! <laughs> I don't think I'm on that episode, on that. but he I will have be some on. Strong feelings on Power Rangers universe. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, is this is this universe? Is this the um, the six oh, issue the squadron? Oh, the squadron! Yeah, yeah. no, I, 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 I think I've, I think I've requested not to be on any of those episodes anymore. But yeah, I, I'm. I'm I requested Eric that this can be the all swears episode of Ranger Command Power. Hour. <laughs> of course, my kids on the episode. Uh, me and shout out to Doctor Ben have also discussed it, and it's like, well, we <laughs> the least kid friendly episode will feature Mason's least kid. kid friendly episode. Will <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <in the future. laughs> anyway, it was the, oh, the cutest thing because he listens to Ranger Command with me it, because Eric does a great job once again of keeping that show very clean, family oriented, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So he loves it, and he's just like, hey. I just finished this. I want to talk about it. Um, can you ask your friend? Because I know you're friends with him. Can you ask him if I could say something about it? I was like, heck yeah. And so really I sent cool. it to Eric. And Eric was, oh my God, that's an amazing idea. That was his response to me. So look out we, for that coming up. <laughs> we, I might ask Eric to put the bleeps back in because I want your kid to be able to enjoy his first time being on a podcast. Uh, that, is, that is very, very sweet. Um, yes, it is. Is, awesome. is what your son has to say positive or negative? Positive, yeah. So it's going to be something mm-hmm. very different, and that's what I liked about it is because he brings kind of a different perspective than us older Grizzle fans to the series. So anyway, yep. yep. 
<laughs> I got anyway, an opinion. Um, <laughs> and he he picked up these books, read them all on his own, put them down, and said, "I got to talk about it now." Like so, he's a he's a Power Ranger super fan, and he's really going through the comics himself. It wasn't yeah. something we read together. I was just like, "Oh, you finished that already?" I haven't even finished it. Like, <laughs> that's a future where, podcast. Right where'd you there. find that's issue a... six, son? I didn't even know we had that. <laughs> He's like, I finished it. I must talk now about it yeah, to the internet. Exactly. That's exactly. great. <laughs> and also, we've listened to the episodes where Eric's kind of teased like that that's going to be a future episode. So he like knows it's something that's coming. And so he's like, I want to, I want to say something. <laughs> anyway, cool. that's awesome. special special thanks to Eric Berry for having Mason's son on uh, his podcast and also for designing our wonderful logo. <laughs> Special thanks to our yes. wives for everything they do and for um, all the support they offer us in, in innumerable ways. Um, immeasurable ways, yes. Immeasurable, innumerable, insane ways. Heck They're yes. They're all my, my wife was not feeling well tonight, and she was like, hey, can you put the kids to bed? I reminded her that we had to record tonight, and she said, no problem. I got it. So it was uh, definitely a lot of support given there for this show. So it's awesome. Yeah, my wife tried to fall asleep uh, snuggling our daughter because, like, you know, it's not safe to have, like, you know, someone so young in bed with yeah. us at night. So she's like, well, I'm just going to fall asleep snuggling the baby, and then you can come put her in her crib. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So Good call. We, yeah. This is the first night in two weeks that my oldest is sleeping by himself because, like I said, he had nightmares. Um, so he went through right. a week of having nightmares. So this is the first attempt um at hoping we don't watch those uh ghost shows anymore so not at least not when he's home <laughs> not when he's home um he does he's allowed to watch him anymore so um this will be an interesting to see if we make it through the night like i don't i don't know i'm i haven't popped in my head into the bedroom yet to see if he's on the floor or not but uh, hopefully <laughs> not because i might getting up for work in the morning kind of tricky but but yeah right. so um but shout out to my wife because she uh i mean yeah i mean she as as you guys have all said like our wives are um not just our other half but it doesn't take 100% to raise a kid. It takes 200%. It takes two right. people 100% in. Um, yep. And and sometimes um, when one of us can only give 90 or 85 or less, the other one picks up the pace. And yeah. so often my wife is that person um, because I'm at work or because I've worked 12 hours and I'm exhausted and I need to just lay down for a little bit. Um, and she does it. And it doesn't it doesn't that's that's all that matters is you know like i, I tell people it doesn't matter any type of personal frustration because right? we're all human beings not right. to go on a tangent we're all human beings and things are not always going to be perfect you're always going to have a disagreement at some point arguments fights especially if you're a new parent um you can sometimes discover frustrations with each other because you've both feel that one of you should be doing something more or something different with the child um, when you're having that time with the child or a lot of, Hey, um, I don't appreciate that. You don't give me extra time or, you know, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, just remember one thing. This is my, this is my relationship advice to end the podcast. No matter how frustrated or irritated you may get with your partner over how big, how small, whatever to your kid, they love that person 100%. They do. Absolutely. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Like I said, it doesn't matter if I'm irritated because my wife, uh, maybe she didn't remember to do something or she said something that, that rubbed me the wrong way. 
All I know is that my boys love her as the number one mother in the world, and that's all that matters. It's really all that matters. So just remember that. Anytime you get frustrated, just remember you got you got a little one that looks to them as the best mom or the best dad in the world. Yep, absolutely. and that's why we will end every single episode with thanking our wives, and maybe someday we'll give them the podcast just have an episode to make fun of us. That'd be amazing. We'll see how that goes. That's an idea we can throw out there. (laughs) Um, You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dads Are Dorks. Uh, You can follow me at Stormbreaker or on Twitter. Uh, Mason, where can people find you? I am at Mason Merrill on Twitter, and that's about it. Uh, You guys can find me at Toko Chris on both Twitter and Instagram. And one day, I promise, I will use Instagram. Right on. Uh, And Mason, sign us out with a dad joke. All right, so dad jokes are not good jokes. Just remember that. So the other <laughs> day the we're point. sitting around, we're sitting around the table, and <laughs> this is not—I didn't come up with this, by the way—but we're sitting around the table. It's a rainy day outside. There's a Snoop Dogg commercial that came on TV, and me and my wife were talking about it. it was kind of funny or whatever, and I and so I whipped out this one as a as the resident dad of the family. I really, I said, so why does Snoop Dogg carry a umbrella? drizzle (laughs) (laughs) you know it's good when it hurts boom (laughs) good night everybody we'll see you next time (laughs) have a good night all right thanks for listening everybody good night thank you for listening to the dads or dorks podcast follow us on twitter at dads or dorks and be sure to subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more dorky content